Aloha, and welcome to another Candid Conversation. Our guest today is Dale Hanna from Foresight Intelligence. We had a podcast recently with Dale where we talked about what he did with Foresight Intelligence. Today, I'd like to get into a little bit more nuts and bolts. And, you know, perhaps, Dale, we can deal with things like the speed of text or the the uh, making partnerships and, and working together and connectivities, what, whatever subject you're after, perhaps maintenance. But let me first welcome you and say, glad to have you aboard and look forward to this discussion. Thank you so much, Ron, for having me. Looking so forward to it. Pick, pick your poison. What would you like to talk about on this particular podcast? Well, let's talk about something we, we are actually doing together. Um, we, um, uh, we deal with dealer KPIs and we give dealer those KPIs. But one of the biggest problem, um, you and I discussed was a dealer always want to know what is that good? <laughs> it's, uh, yes. It's 73% about is that good? And through your years of experience and training and knowledge, and you were able to provide um, what is good, what is really good, <laughs> what is really, really good, right? Yeah, so would that be a good topic? Or sure, that so sure. You're talking about yeah. the capital good sages. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me let me round that out a little bit. Oh, maybe ten years ago or so, Dale and I decided that we were going to put together KPIs in a manner that uh, allowed people to know where they stood. Yes. And we, we put together five performance levels. Yes. Uh, one we called triage. Um, you're in deep trouble. One, you better fix this or you're going to be in deep trouble. Be careful. This is good. Congratulations. Now you're getting greedy kind of. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and we did it with 200 different measures. And that came from a company that I had called Insight, where we would have dealer groups, a dozen of them, and they would share financial information. And we'd meet two or three times a year. And it was about best practices. And as a result of that, I was able to develop standards across brands, which is, Dale, what we were looking at that was the missing link previously. A lot of people had KPIs. Is that any good or not? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we provided that to people. People said, well, 73%. Uh, are we doing well? <laughs> yeah. 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 So we, we, we put that out. I think we were ahead of the curve. The other side of that that's interesting is if people know where they stand and it isn't good enough, they have to do something about it. Absolutely. So various associations, AD, Mahita, et cetera, have cost of doing business reporting. Different manufacturers have comparative statistics. But there's never really been any teeth in that. People don't manage their businesses that way. Did your sales right. go up? You're okay. Did you make more money? You're okay. There's a heck of a lot more to it than that. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So how how did how do we or how do you see us in the industry with the larger dealers now getting to the place that people are prepared to look at their performance and say we can do better? Um, I, I think there are a few driving forces, right? Um, like you mentioned, you're very right. I think. We were a little bit ahead at the time uh, when we started this about 10 years ago. Um, but now there's several factors. I mean, the dealers are substantially bigger. So the management approach are much more scientific from what we can see, right? Much more um, business-like. So those kind of uh, sort of metrics and especially your knowledge of well, what do we do about it? If it's yellow, it's not too great. What do we do about it? And how much can we gain? I mean, what if, if we're going to get to green, we're going to get extra, say, you know, 12% out of this thing. And what does that mean? And is it worth the investment to do that? Right? I think that's definitely driving force. And the, the other thing too is that, uh, it, that the pandemic, I think, forced a lot of things to to change. And some of them are probably going to come back to the way it was. And a lot of things are not going to come back anymore. Um, there's a lot more remote work and there's a lot more um, technology being used by people. Um, whether we, we don't nearly go to stores as much anymore from our personal lives, right? To use to be able to look at things and know where it is. Self-service, right? I want to see where it is. I want to see if it's okay. Uh, it's it's far less than going back to a whiteboard and doing a presentation the old way, uh, far less likely to continue that. So I think the um, the stage is better set for people to take a more serious look and to say, hey, this, this is the new way we have to manage it, right? So even, even from our company, our own experience, um, we, we drive towards much more result-based management. If people are remote, um, you know, there's, there's no reason to, to pay attention to a lot of exactly what happens and all that. It's more what did the result get delivered? And if that was working great, I think, you know, that's 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 great, and we can yeah. move forward. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you're right about the pandemic changing things. I think it's also allowed people to think a little bit differently about what they do and who they are. Very much so. You know, it, I, I live in Hawaii, as you know, and there's a, a Komatsu dealer in town who have mechanics get to work at four in the morning. Mm -hmm. So they can avoid the traffic first, but more importantly, that they can find a place to park. Absolutely. And then they sleep in their vehicle until start time. Mm -hmm. It's 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 perverse. If you look at L.A., you look at the, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, if you look at Denver, New York, the amount of time people spend driving back and forth to work is really, it's a bone crusher. Absolutely. They don't want to do that. Yeah. Working remote makes sense. Absolutely. A lot of things can be done remotely. And 
you know, the, I, I never undervalue collaboration. So you come to collaborate, then heads down. Sometimes that's the most productive way. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. As you know, my daughter's a teacher. And mm-hmm. last year they taught virtually. Mm-hmm. And All in right. the valley here in, in, the, in Southern California where Caroline teaches, they wanted the teachers to go to the classroom, even though the kids weren't there because they didn't trust the teachers to be doing the work. I know. Yeah. That, that, that's changing slowly, but surely it's a generational thing, you know, it's so (laughs) there's people, there's certain job functions that can be done remotely better than they can be done in the office. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, accounting is probably easier to be done anywhere. It doesn't matter. You have scanned everything in and you pay your bills, you, you record whatever. Uh, a lot of those functions can be a lot easier. I, I see, you know, places like innovation is harder. Uh, even though Zoom can have meetings, you're just sitting next to each other and sharing some snacks even makes a huge difference in the speed of sort of new ideas spark, you know, sparking. Yeah. 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 yeah I see it's that. It's the other end. Yeah. It's the campus work like Microsoft and Google and, and places like that, where we have a group of people. It's kind of a free for all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're thinking about, you know, even on our side, changing our office, possibly one of the suggestion is, can we all have tables that have wheels? So today I'm working on a project. We want to push five tables together. We can do that. And tomorrow we're not working on, that's not the same team anymore. Then we go to another corner. We're good again. Yeah. 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 It, 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 technology is really enabling us to do a whole heck of a lot of other things. The other thing that comes back relative to the KPIs and the Capital Goods Sages was we have a whole host now of what I call delivery systems. We have a customer walking into the business. We have a customer Mm -hmm. calling into the business. We have a Mm -hmm. customer getting on the internet, not coming to the business. And many Mm -hmm. variations on the theme, each of which, if we go back to the customer experience and trust, Mm -hmm. letting the customer choose how they want to deal with us Mm-hmm. It's good news and bad news. Good news is that they can choose and we give them the tools. The bad news, is I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I lose mm-hmm. sight of them, which isn't true. Technologically, I know exactly what they've done, but mm-hmm. the impression is I don't know. Correct. No, that's such a such a good topic. So well said. Yes. You know, customer want to choose now how they do business with you. And they want to choose when to do business with you. And they don't always need you to be sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. My granddaughter the other day was complaining to her mother, my daughter, about me. She Mm -hmm. said, Poppy doesn't sleep. Mm -hmm. I sent him a text and he answers at two in the morning. I sent him a text. He answers at quarter to five in the morning or 11 at night. When does Mm -hmm. the man sleep? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so the the trouble with some of us when we're dealing in the world with a 24 hour mm-hmm. day with time zones etc all over the place it becomes mm-hmm. even more pointed especially in supply chains absolutely absolutely 
Um, but we're also being trained. If I need something, I need something. I need something now. <laughs> right? We get upset. What do you mean the prime? You can't do in two days anymore. What do you mean? I'm used to work. Click a button. I'm getting in two days. Right? And so the, the, the technology behind it become more and more important to be able to drive that. And, so people have the same experience. Precisely. And not just drive it, but track it like UPS and FedEx. Totally. Where everything is at every minute of the day. Absolutely. What do you Absolutely. mean it's still stuck in Bangor? You know, it's been there for <laughs> six hours. What's the matter? I know. I it's know. crazy, isn't it? It is crazy, but it's also human nature. That's how we want to be served. Yeah. You can't change it, actually. I mean, I, I, I some stuff I buy, I want to know. I, I've set up alerts, so I know exactly when they left the warehouse and we got to Dallas. And, you know, um, do I need to? Probably not. But do I feel happier knowing it? Yeah. Why? I have no idea. It doesn't really matter because I already told you going to arrive Wednesday. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's the, the real point. It doesn't really matter. Whatever you want, nope. whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing, the right time or the wrong, it doesn't matter. It's what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who am I to be judgmental about how you want to get something? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's such a sea change in how everything is done. I mean, you go... You go, you go back and find out, okay, what are these disruptors? What causes change? Mm-hmm. And, and we had the railways originally in, in America. Yeah. That democratized distribution. Mm-hmm. You then were able to have ma and pop shops all over the place, butchers and bakers and candlestick makers. Mm-hmm. But then with the trains, mm-hmm. we had suburbia come into place. So mm-hmm. people could commute on the train 20 miles to work instead of driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in suburbia, all of a sudden, we had shopping centers, big shopping mm-hmm. malls, all of these stores glued together where we would go on the weekends and shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now with the internet, those mm-hmm. shopping centers are at risk. Absolutely. So this 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 technology advancement is beneficial, but it's also detrimental. And and you've got to be flexible enough to move quickly. Identify when there's a shift and move. Yeah, very much so. Um, the way I, I look at history a little bit. So those things tend to um, sort of happen in the background in a hidden way until it hits a critical mass. Then it's going so fast. If you haven't started, at that point, it's it's very difficult to catch up. It, it, yeah, you're, you're too late. If you're not at the, the bleeding edge, you let them get ahead of you. Like what Amazon did, coming mm-hmm. from zero mm-hmm. to being the largest retailer in the world in, what, 10, 12 years, mm-hmm. that's astounding. That's a, a, absolutely astounding. And in the beginning, it was very quiet, right? And like Jeff Bezos talked about, he was pushing it in his little Volkswagen. With a, hopefully, he could buy a little forklift. So that was his dream. The acceleration is, is just amazing. Um, so from what we see, the world is changing. 
even though some of them somewhat seem quiet, right? Even even people doing business on the internet, it might subside even a little bit when the pandemic gets better, people want to get out. But the general trend is unstoppable. And there will be a critical mass, which a lot of things already happen, like shopping, everything. Other things are going to happen as well. And if you're not on the train using your earlier thing, then there's almost impossible to catch up at that point. Yeah, it, it it's right. And, and it's kind of interesting because we have a case study right in front of our face with Walmart, mm-hmm. who were the previous market leader in the retail world, mm-hmm. being displaced by Amazon and then fighting back. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful case study. Isn't it, though? Because both of them are kind of morphing into each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's a, such a beautiful story because you see Amazon is buying up Whole Foods to have local presence. Walmart is actually taking advantage of local presence, right? So uh, I'm getting a lot of things from Walmart same day. So you think, okay, that's uh, better than Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people are noticing that. So it's 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 kind of fun. It's this world in transition is exciting. Absolutely. Now you look at the other side of the case study, right? Barnes and Noble. So if you talk about Amazon started selling books, Barnes and Noble trying to get online. And you know, I bought stuff on Barnes and Noble online as well. And it's gonna be an uphill battle. It just doesn't have the same experience. They don't have the same infrastructure. They can't deliver the same cost. It's just uh, very, very difficult uh, from what I can see, right? Walmart played well with their strengths, so it's going to be a pretty tough fight, which is good for consumers. Yes. Uh, but, but but Barnes & Noble, I just I just watched stores keep getting closed. So, and and that's a perfect example. Walmart has the, the width the breadth of product offerings, sports and food and housewares and appliances, blah, 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 blah. borders, the bookstore is gone. Mm-hmm. Barnes yes. Noble is still here. Tried to change the experience, put a coffee shop in the middle, tried to make that cozy neighborhood bookstore work. I buy mm-hmm. a lot of books. I read a lot of books, as you know, and I... I could never get the books I wanted at a bookstore. So I had to wait. They would order it for me. Here comes Amazon and I don't have to go to the bookstore and they deliver it to me. Yeah. If you want to return it, one click, print it out. Next time a Whole Foods, drop it off. You're done. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. That that's, that's difficult. And that, you know, from a business sense, Amazon has, has been great. Continue to innovate, innovate, innovate. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And, yeah. and and then as we as we come forward with technology for dealers, mm-hmm. something that's near and dear to our hearts, the SAPs and Oracles and Infors and JD Edwards and DIS and CDK and all of these dealer management systems, mm-hmm. they become big and cumbersome and almost an elephant in the room. And here comes Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Salesforce introduced us to customer relationship management, and people bolted that on to a dealer management system. Then mm-hmm. there's a reporting piece. 
that is mm-hmm. bolted on. Caterpillar had a thing called DBS, Dealer Business Systems. And yes, it morphed into DBSI for the internet. And mm-hmm. they were buying financial packages and bolting it on and different things. And they finally said, darn, we can't keep up with this stuff. So they got out of it altogether. Mm-hmm. I see a lot more dealers using more disparate software and not relying on one main engine. You must see that as well. I do. Um, I come from the ERP world, right? ERP will continue to serve a purpose, important purpose, to glue some of the stuff together, payrolls and, you know, uh, purchase orders. Um, But just like anywhere else um, in terms of technology, um, you have apps, programs. That's going to do certain things substantially better than this aircraft carrier that can only turn two degrees at a time. It can't. And and that's the nature of the beast. Not that aircraft carriers are bad, but they just can't turn that fast. And if you're doing business, we're, we're, we're talking about doing business speed of text, then, then we're talking about, you know, people get response literally 90 seconds on average. And a lot of times you do need to turn fast. And so what we see um, is the continuing focus on the connectedness. And that's true on the job side too, when we talk about connected job site. You have all kinds of things, great controls, you got, you know, machine have fault codes, and you have drones looking at things, and you got people recording time. And each system is getting better. And if you want to build a system that does everything, now we know that trap. <laughs> yeah, it do everything, but it can't turn again. And so I think what is going to be um, very powerful is basically a lot of things, systems that can do a lot of things well, and they get connected. So in a strange sort of way, that's sort of what Apple did, right? They didn't yep. try to do everything, provide every app for you to use, and that did everything. They just let people do it and connect it. If you want to connect it, connect it and do whatever. Here's the platform. Here's underlying things you can connect with and have at it. And you see the innovation flourishing at a speed that is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And it's, it's, it's happening in many different ways. Google Maps as an example and Wave. Mm-hmm. And, and, you mm-hmm. know, here, here Tesla and Rivlin, all of these mm-hmm. different things going on. It, it, uh, it, it's a fascinating time to be out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from, from back to what's close to our heart, you know, dealer business and all that, it, 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 we see the revolution coming. You can see the, you can hear the rumbling already and um, how people want to do business in the future is definitely not going to be the same. So. And the customer has the choice. The dealer has a choice also. They either adapt and adjust to the new reality of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Or they're not going to be there. Absolutely. Amazon versus Barnes & Noble, Amazon versus Border. Then on the other side, Amazon versus Walmart. Yeah. There's a success yeah. and there are those that don't. That is Dale, good. that's wonderful. I think we covered a lot of ground on that. Is there anything you want to circle back and, and summarize for this particular discussion? Um, 
No, I think I think we, we covered really a lot of uh, interesting technologically based advancement, you know, everywhere. And I think, you know, that's going to continue to accelerate. So be on the train or there will be a pivotal point. Yeah, you're yeah, you're either in the train or you're under it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dale. I think this has been a, a wonderful discussion and mahalo to everybody listening. And I look forward to us being together with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your support. Should you have any thoughts or comments, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.learningwithoutscars.com. The time is now. Mahalo.